It is great to have you on the Family Goals Podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Jolin House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. Today, we discuss the third most important relationship, your children. Here's the conversation. Is, is gift giving part of your love language? Actually, it's Steve the neighbor's love language. <laughs> yeah, but if you get to give it for Steve, Steve, it's even better. Steve the neighbor is trying to win you over, maybe us over. <laughs> <laughs> check check these bad boys out. Golly. So if you're on YouTube, you can see this. Oh, man, Steve the neighbor. L- look at this. That is be- Oh, the Georgia G. Georgia G, the Nike... Boom. Nike Zoom Pegasus. Let's go. With Steve. the Georgia G. Wow. You have to give me his number. so I Size can... 14. I need to thank That's him. That's your size? That is my size, bro. You're a 13, right? I'm a 15. You're a 15? a little bit tight on me. Now, he gave me a pair, too, but they're a little tight. He gave you a Georgia pair? Yeah. What are you going to do with those? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to wear them. I'm probably not. Okay. I'm probably not. But uh, Steve, if you're listening, so, he's just throwing your shoes away. So Air so. Jordans, I'm 14. But when the, the more like the Nike running shoes, I'm a 15. You got fat feet? Uh, long, narrow. Long, Super and narrow. skinny. My sheep. My, my sheep. <laughs> Shepherd, your sheep. My feet <laughs> are very in shape. They're, they're so it's not so. It's, so your feet are not like your body. They're not fat, dude. What are you talking about? I've already shared with you some of my secrets of the sauna. Yeah, um, I got my, and, I, and I go to the gym once a week. That a boy, and but you know, no, you go actually, you go actually, you go five times because I get in the sauna. By God, that's a workout. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, right. so I hit sauna's the, cardio. So I hit the, yeah, are you out there listening? It's just like cardio. <laughs> I love when Jolin laughs like that, yeah. by the way. Pollock hey. loves to make fun of me, doesn't he? But look, I'm working out once. I go to the gym, do my leg, you know, my rehab for my knee surgery, which I still do. Yeah. You would be impressed. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not just in there doing like the beach workout. I'm legs. Like leg legs curls, is my leg number extension. one. Leg oh, curls, yeah. leg extension. Squats. Uh, I do all these hip flexor stuff. That uh, sounds super hard. <laughs> what would you, would, you, would you work today? In the, I worked legs, my hip flexors. My legs, ad, my adductors and my adductors. I'm not just in there doing bench and, and curls. You know what I'm saying? Getting getting the biceps. Back to the feet, by the way. Every, everybody, <laughs> everybody, who, everybody who knows me, the quote I get from all of my friends and my family is always, you absolutely could climb a tree, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> you about spit your whole water bottle up that you just drank, by the way. Because they literally look at my feet, and when I step, they spread like fingers. So if you're watching this right <laughs> now, it's literally like that. That's why, I think that's why I have good balance because they just go like that. And so all my buddies are like, God, you can pick stuff up. You can climb a tree. You're good. Wherever like you need ape. to be. It's, it's, it's very uh, – and, and unfortunately, eh, or fortunately, Leah got my feet. All the, yesterday, she closed the trash can with her feet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, we have, this, we have this trash can in the kitchen where you grab it. And you pull it out. She grabbed it, pulled it out with her feet, and then pushed it back in with her feet. <laughs> so, well, Steve the neighbor, Leah's not going to appreciate that. Steve the neighbor, appreciate your uh, generosity with the shoes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'll give you his number, and you can you can reach out to Definitely him. Definitely, Oma. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, it's funny you mentioned feet. feet. Feet are not one of my strengths, but when I was when I was in college, I had this roommate named Mike Good, and he was this hilarious guy, and so. It, 
when Jennifer and I were getting married at a rehearsal dinner, you know, p- people stand up and, and share stuff. Uh-oh. So he would stand up, and he, he was talking about how, how long my toes are. And he, he made the reference to my, my feet are, are like, my toes are like fingers. <laughs> and he was talking about me clipping my toenails and, and shooting these missiles across the dorm room. <laughs> shooting missiles. But he also told another funny story. So I played tennis in college, and Birmingham Southern was coming over. All American. And, uh, by, all American, by the way, everybody listening. All American, by the way. All American. Many, many moons ago. And uh, so I was, I was going through like my, my pregame routine, you know, get my tennis stuff on. And so Goo decides to give me like an impromptu coach's pep talk. Nice. Like like just get get me fired up. Let's and, go. And they called me Big Dog in college. I don't, I don't know if you knew that, but that was my my nickname, Why? Big Dog and Why? I was like the I was like the biggest tennis player. I was like the biggest I was the big dog on the team. Okay. It's like the man. All right. So he starts giving me this pep talk. He says, Birmingham Southern, you know, they're riding over and whoever this guy's, you know, he's He's playing number one. He's he's playing against the big dog, and you know he's all nervous. And you know the coach on the other team's trying to uh, trying to you know speak life into him, encourage him, and, and pump him up. And he's saying, you know, big dog, he puts his uh, pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. And when my roommate Good Mike Good said that, I jumped up on my bed with my shorts in my hand. And I jumped into my shorts, both feet. I said, not me, good. <laughs> I don't put my pants leg on Joel, one at a time. Joel, all I can I'm two at a time. It's not good. All I can think of is goob. Which your dad is a goober. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, you see well, that? Not me, goob. Not it's me, funny. Baby. You, you told me that story when I was little. <laughs> and I think I was getting ready for like a, a baseball game or basketball or tennis or something. And I did the same thing, but I think I face planted. <laughs> <laughs> like I missed my pant leg. I hope everybody. Hey. I hope everybody's inspired by this. And tomorrow morning, when they get up, they put their pants. We on. We put our pants on. We're two legs. Yeah, at two, two legs, legs at, a time. at a time, baby. <laughs> yeah, he told that at my rehearsal dinner. He's like, "Not me, good." Oh, Jen- I'm just. I am impressed you didn't bust. Jennifer and I still laugh about that because I would not consider you an elite athlete by any stretch. You're not a bad athlete. Are Don't you, turn your head like that. Would like, you give me a five point five? Yeah, you're below that apparently. <laughs> tennis. I mean, you're a tennis player. Tennis players aren't like, especially in your day, they weren't great athletes. I'm, nowadays, I'm, I will say this. Nowadays, I, I, I feel like tennis players nowadays are much better athletes than they used to be. That's fair, right? You probably say that about every sport. No, I think tennis like is like if you can't run now in tennis, you're, it's going to be really hard. If you can't, if you're not a good athlete, it's hard to be a good tennis player. Like you used to serve and people could serve in volley and not be a great athlete. Don't you agree? Nowadays, there's you don't you're not a there's no serving well, volley anymore. You better be able to keep points alive and chase things down. And I mean, not to mention any names on the podcast, but you're just you're 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 referring to your buddy John Isner. Yeah, he can't run. Well, he's seven feet tall, and he can serve. Correct. Yeah. So there's only one John Isner. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. everybody else actually is athletic. And everybody else is phenomenal athletes. Yes, John Isner is not. <laughs> I would tell him that, too. I might text him that right now. I don't want, I don't want to get into comparing Davey Pollock's athletic ability with Pastor Jay's athletic ability. We did because, do that race um, one time, remember? I, I, do, I do remember that. Didn't well. All right, yeah. let's go. Let's dive into some good stuff. Let's use Pastor Jay's real strengths, <laughs> which is uh, bringing in some spiritual uh, leadership 
to the podcast. Let's go. Bring it. So we're in this series, God's Design for the Family, and I just want to recap uh, the design, the organization. God's first, marriage is second, kids are third, and the husband or the father's last. Like we're the, we're the servant leaders, we're to lay, our, lay down our lives. And so what I want to talk about today is kids being third, third in the family structure. And I just want to point out that there would be no kids if it wasn't for mom and dad. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Like, there is no stork dropping kids off at the house. No. Let me read Ephesians. So we've been in been Ephesians. It starts off Ephesians chapter 5. It talks about putting God first. And then it talks about the husband-wife relationship. We talked about that recently. Husbands love your wives. Christ loved the church. And the, and the wife is to follow the husband's leadership. And then in Ephesians chapter 6, it gets into the ch- instructions for the children. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. So he's referring back to the Ten Commandments, which which we covered a couple episodes ago. That it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. And so Ephesians is establishing this order of the family. And so if you look at the organization chart, you know, if we did like a like a business has their org charts. Yeah. So we'd have we'd have God. Husband, wife, we're co-equals, right? Mm-hmm. We're doing life together, and then the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the very clear organizational chart. And I think that when we talked about this early on in, in the series, is where families and parents make mistakes is letting the kid be the CEO of the family and letting the kid call the shots. But the kids are actually joining the family, joining the team, joining the team. But so many families revolve around the kids and, and this is and I don't want to speak to Jolyn yet because this has motivated Jolyn big time because I mentioned this in church so many times but the reason why you have so many 20-somethings that are still living at home living in their parents basement because their whole life everything has revolved around them and they have a pretty sweet deal at home because they get free food Free place to live. Mom's still doing the laundry for them. You know, it's a pretty sweet deal, and it's hard for people to move out. You're going to like this. I'm going to love this. I got something for you. All right. Uh, I read this not too long ago, and it said, if you are raising kids, or if you if you want to be needed, like if you, if you want a, your kid to need you, like go get a shrink. That's not our goal. Our goal is to raise kids and our, our, for them to need us and to feel needed. And that's not, that's not why we're doing, doing this. That's not why we're training them. We're training little adults. We're raising little adults that are going to go out. And hopefully, by the way, our job becomes easier and easier because they go out and they're, they're going to go do their own thing. Like there will be less required of us almost probably as they get older and older. Mm-hmm. There's, less, there's less parenting that is going to be involved. You'll probably always parent to a degree. Right. Um, but if you, if you have the feeling of, I need to be needed, then you need to go talk to somebody that, that needs you. We're not, but that's not our job as a parent. We're not trying to be needed. Yeah. And I've seen so many families and we've been talking about this the last several episodes, everything revolves around the kids, kids, sports, kids, activities, the carpool and the driving, the every, you know, when the kids graduate from high school and the kids, the kids move off, the parents get divorced. What do we do? 
they don't have anything to, they don't know each other mm-hmm. because all you know one, one's gone with this kid one's gone with this kid and their whole lives has revolved around these kids well now the kids aren't a part of the, part of their lives anymore they're empty nesters so to speak they, they end up getting divorced because because the only reason they were staying together was for the kids was for the kids we're, we're, and i've heard people say this we're, we're going to stay together until they turn 16 or we're going to stay together until they until they graduate but everything it's like it's almost like the mar- that we're staying together, we're staying married for the kids. And that's just... Well, the problem is, so. the problem is we're probably not modeling what a marriage looks like anyways. So we're, pro- we're providing a huge disservice to our kids because your daughter, like my daughter is looking at how I treat Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And that's how a man should treat her. I mean, my, my son is going to look at how Lindsay treats me and that's how he's going to determine what a real life wife looks like so i, I think that which, it, which is what causes the cycle of divorce correct. so so that there your parents got divorced you're following their model and example well they've already well it's okay to get divorced my parents got divorced so then mm-hmm. you get you know so it's just I, I saw a guy had a shirt on the other day that said break the cycle yeah i thought that was cool you know like and i'm not sure what that what he was in reference to break the cycle but but we can break the cycle, and especially people who did not grow up in a Christian home. Like maybe, maybe the godly heritage starts with them, mm-hmm. and maybe you didn't grow up in a Christian home. Maybe God wasn't the center of your family, but now that you have your new family, it's never too late to make God the center of your family, marriage your most important relationship, and then the kids come. The kids come third. Oh. And, and continuing to show them, but generational sin, I think, is what you're talking about. You've seen yeah. how it affects, you know, you, the legacy of your family is affected greatly by what you've seen your grandparents do and your parents do, and it's passed down. I mean, our behaviors, and I think a lot of times that will deter people from, that'll make people go the other direction, too. You, my my dad was this. I'm not going to be that. Yeah. You know, I think you, you, you see a lot of that, but, you know, how, how do we, in an in age when there's so much going on, in an age where we're busier than ever, always doing all these different things, where both families, both mom and dad work in most households. How do we, how, what are things that you and Jennifer tangibly did and do to make sure that that relationship comes before the kids? Well, we, we've talked about this many times, but, you know, date nights, mm-hmm. I mean, prioritizing uh, either the, Sometimes we'll go out like a Friday. We're both off on Fridays, and so we'll go to, go to lunch together. We'll go walking together. But you have to set aside time just you and, and your spouse. And so I don't really like walking in the neighborhood. I don't feel it's not really exercise for not me. Not much of a walker either. It's not like getting in the sauna. You know, because yeah. you get in the sauna. <laughs> you get in cardio, <laughs> huge cardio. But Jennifer loves to walk. And so get a, I did a two-person sauna. Y'all can both get in the sauna. She doesn't. She doesn't. She didn't like the sauna because it, it messes her hair up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you got to, got to, you know, do, okay. redo the hair. She likes the she likes the hot tub. Not okay. Is a hot tub a good workout? Because I, I like to get in the hot tub too. <laughs> I mean, the hot tub's <laughs> just as good of a workout as a sauna, probably. If you want to call it a workout. Well, if it's just as good as a sauna, I'm feeling pretty, pretty darn good about myself. But now Jennifer and I will go walking and talking. Uh, we'll go on date nights, date lunches, but also getting out of town, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people say, well, I want to take the kids with us. I want to take the kids. But we, we've purposely gone on vacation, just the two of us, mm-hmm. at least once a year. 
And then on special, like if it's a 10th anniversary or 20th anniversary, you know, we've gone on these like week long trips, just the two of us. Yeah. And uh, th- those have been super special. But I think you have, you have to prioritize that relationship and not always revolve everything around the kids. And there's sometimes you can tag team with another another couple. Yeah. And you say, hey. Uh, we'll, we'll watch your kids. Yeah. You watch our kids. Or like, like say, like Jesse, she doesn't have a driver's license yet. She, wanted to go, she wants to go to the high school basketball game on a Friday night. Well, instead of us going to the game with her, like she'll go with a friend, we'll, we'll drop her off. Then we'll go out to dinner, and then we'll have the other parent pick, them up. pick up and bring them home. And so, you know, like we're, we're working together, doing doing some things together. I, I think um, another thing, again, just small, tangible things that that I I think it matters. And and, I, and some people are going to think this is really stupid. When I come home from a trip, when I come home from my day, when I wake up in the morning and everybody else is up, I make a point to go to my wife first. I give her the first hug. I give her the first kiss. Then I go to Nicholas. Then I go to Leah. When I walk in the door, you're my most important thing. Hmm. I'm coming to you first. I've missed you the most. My kids are next. And, and I know that's like really small. Man, I, that's awesome. I've um, never even heard of that. But it's just something that, that I've tried to do when I, especially because, you know, I travel for work you, and yeah. I'll be gone. So I just try to, I try to make that a priority. And, and listen, sometimes I can't help it. Leah's going to meet me at the door, or, you know, but if I get the choice, I try to show them, you know, show them that. Like I, I try to ask my wife all the time, what can I do around here? You know, how can I, how can I help? You know, last night I was asking her before bed, it was craziness going on and a lot of stuff going on. How can I help? And, you know, trying to show my, my kids that too, like, listen, we're in a, we're all in a relationship and we're not in the same relationship. Like my kids' relationship with my, my relationship with my kids are not the same as my, their relationship with me. Mm-hmm. Like they're dependent on me. I, I, I hold all the cards. Like it's a, it's not the same relationship. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like sure. I'm here, they're here. Like they're underneath, you know, my authority. You so aren't it's just, not, you aren't just buddies. No. So friends. we don't have yeah. the same, you know, relationship with each other, but teaching them relationally how to, how to meet with their mom and, and like how to, how Leah to understand what her mom's talking to her about. And again, it's an opportunity for them to talk. It's an opportunity for me to talk to my kids about how important my wife is to me. Like this is important to your mother. It should be important to you. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. your mom loves a clean house. Mommy likes the dishes to be done. Mommy likes this to be done as to respect our mom, to respect your mother. Like I don't want to do that crap. Let me be clear. I don't want to wash dishes, but I do that because it makes your mom happy. Okay. Well, guess what your Leah should do. Guess what Nicholas should do. They should want to make their mom happy. Like they're in a relationship with their mother and it's not just about what she does for you all the time. It's what you, what you can do for her too. Like how, how are you serving her as well? So I think it, again, it shows, it shows that side too and teaching them how to serve when we're, cause we're supposed to serve our yeah, spouses. And I think that's a great example. It says, you know, children obey your parents, and he's quoting the fifth commandment. So th- this is one of the ten commandments, and it's the only commandment that speaks directly to the family. And he's and there's a promise with it. If you obey your parents, uh, if you one you glorify God, you you bring honor to God. But then there's some benefits that it may go well with you, and you might live a long life. And so children honoring their parents, it's one of the Ten Commandments. 
It's not a suggestion. It's not a good idea. It's a direct commandment from God. And in the Old Testament, we mentioned some Old Testament stuff earlier. If children disobeyed their parents, it could be punishable by death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how this is how serious it is. And so you mentioned um, washing the dishes. I mean, doing it doing it to serve, but also as if if we ask our kids to do something, then they're to obey us. And so maybe they have, you know, creating chores that yeah. you you obey. It's a, a practical way for them to obey their parents. And when, when they obey their parents, they're bringing glory to God. They're, they're honoring God. It's really, it's really about the commandment, what you said, though. It's about honoring. Mm-hmm. I mean, we honor our parents by respecting what they say. We honor our parents by listening. We honor our parents by prioritizing things that are important to them. You know, I mean, it's not, but again, that's, that's going back to, you know, it's not about you. It's, it's about us. It's about all of us. But the way you show, you know, the way you show honor and the way you uh, show that you're listening and the way that you show that you're doing what, what, uh, the way that you really show that you appreciate us is by showing what's, by doing the things that are important to you that are doing the things that are important. Another thing too, and I, and I talk to kids a lot about this, you know, your parents, you know, I, I think it's important to say this to your kids a lot. Like your parents want what's best for you. As a parent, Nicholas, I've screwed this up. Like I'm not telling you a set of rules. I'm telling you things that I've learned. I'm telling you things that I've done wrong. I'm telling you things that I'm just trying to help you not do some of the things that I did. You know, I was this, I was that. I think the more we can bring some of those faults and mm-hmm. some of those things we did wrong to them and tell them why we did it and not to do it, um, the more we can bring, ask them questions about things. And um, I, I love asking questions about their, their friends and I love making them think, but asking questions about their mother. Like, what makes your mom tick? You know, what makes me tick? What's things that are important to me? What's things that we prioritize? What's things together that we can always make sure that we're taking care of each other that's important for each other? I think one of the, you hear kids say this all the time. Well, you just don't understand. No. You, parents just don't understand. Or, or dad, you just don't understand. We do understand. We have been where you are, and God has placed me in your life to protect you and to speak wisdom into your life. I, got, I did a little study here, and I was trying to figure out the difference between obey and honor. You thought about, you, you thought about the, the difference, and I'm not sure if this is, this yeah. is right or wrong, but, but what I came to is... Have o- to versus want to? Obey is more like actions. Like if, you, like if I say, Joe, I need you to take the trash out. So he could obey me and do it, but he could have a bad attitude. Yep. He kind of cop an attitude and not really want to do it. But to honor me, he not only obeys me, but he would, he would do it with a great attitude in, in a way that would bring honor to Like You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I, I feel like obeying, because our kids can obey by doing what we ask them to do. But if they do it with a bad attitude, it's almost disrespectful. You know, it is disrespectful. But if they do it with a great attitude, it, it's honoring. And I think that's what brings glory to God. Because if you just do something because your parents ask you to do it, but you have a terrible attitude the whole time, I'm not really sure that that, that brings honor uh, to God. The other, the, the other argument I've heard some, some kids make is, 
do I have to obey my parents if they're not Christians? And the answer is yes. Like it, it doesn't say obey your parents if they're Christians. It says children obey your parents. What, what if they're wrong? It doesn't say obey your parents if they're right. It says obey your parents. Well, what if, what if they don't understand me? It, it doesn't matter. Like, children are to obey their parents and they're on their parents no matter, no matter what the situation is. I think it's interesting that you said they act like, or what, what did you say that they said They said to you? The last one was you said they don't understand. And, yeah. you, and you said we do understand. Yeah. I will say this. I, I don't think we do understand what they're going through a lot of times. I think what I've learned about me is I've already been through all this stuff and I've already done it. And I have a mindset. Uh, I have a different mindset. I don't have the same mindset I had when I was 15. And I think it's really important for us parents to go. And Lindsay is brilliant at this. She's so good at this. Lindsay goes, I remember feeling like that. And I don't. I, I don't remember feeling like that. Like, I, I remember what it's like now. I don't remember what it was like 20 years ago. And I think it's important to get inside of our kids' heads of where they're at now. That is important to them. Those stupid relationships that we know are worthless relationships that might not matter, it does matter to them. And to us, it mattered then. And I think it's an important thing to recalibrate, recalculate. Lindsay's so good at it. I always listen to her when it comes to that. And she does a great job. You gotta, we've got to put ourselves in our kids' shoes more often. We got to find ways to go. Okay, it doesn't matter to me now. That's that doesn't make a lot of sense. But if I go back, that did matter a little bit then. And just like your kids being cool or popular, it's easy to say that to our kids. Wait, I want to be cool. I want to be popular. Whatever. That doesn't mean anything. We want to be different. That's hard to do, dude. I mean, that's a tough thing to accomplish. Is for people's opinions not to matter to people. That's not normal. That's hard to do. People's words. You know, words wound, words build, words. I mean, you can use words to do, it's a construction, right? Site, you can make it, you can build something or you can tear something down. I mean, but we have to, we have to do a better job of that. I'm horrible at that. Yeah, you make a good point there. I think it's the whole principle of meeting people where they are. And okay, we do that, but, but we do, but that's, why is that? That's easy with faith, by the way. Jonathan Howells can do that with faith easily. You can easily go, all right. Just like you, you can, you, I can't use certain words. I can't use, okay, use grace with people who don't want to have faith. What grace means, right? Like use sanctification. Yeah, you use some of these, you've got to meet them exactly where they're at. But kids, we, we, we have a harder time doing it with kids than we do with people that are lost. Yeah, so, so a good example would be your middle schoolers torn up over a boyfriend breakup. And then you, you know, well, it's no big deal. It's a like, worthless it, relationship. It, yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean anything. It wasn't anything. going anywhere, yeah. you know. But to your point, seek to understand, meet them where they are, and try to comfort them without. But I, I would be more of the like. I, I would I would too. <laughs> but again, are, are we. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Are we valuing our, our relationship with our with our kids now? Is that, are, are we, are they going to come to us? When we look at when we when we consistently belittle what they what it is or say that's not important till later that's not important okay well then they're not going to come to you because every time I come to you eh, that's not important yeah. till later so you got to meet your kids meet them where they are seek to understand where they are and then I, and I think building that relate so 
you got to view the bigger picture of, I love what you're doing, what you're saying here. And this goes back to the, the love languages, but you're, you're putting in deposits. You're putting deposits in that relationship and building that relationship because the person that you want your kids to trust the most when they're going through a difficult time is you. Is you. So that they're coming to you and they're not going to someone who's not going to be able to really speak life and love into them. So just wrap, wrapping it up today, God first, marriage second, and the, the instructions for the kids, obey your parents. It's pretty simple. That it may go well with you. No. That's not the instruction. Honor your parents is the instruction. There you go. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, for it is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well for you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. There's a difference between obeying your parents and honoring your parents, and it is all in the attitude. If your child obeys you but has a bad attitude about it, that is not honoring to you. It's interesting that this is the first commandment with a reward because children usually don't do something or have a good attitude about something unless there's a reward at the end. So I think that's pretty cool by God. God promises so that it may go well for you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. The best thing that you can do for your kids is to have a good marriage. Give them that example of how their spouse should treat them and how they should treat their spouse. And if you're coming from a family of generational sin and you don't have a great example to look up to, break the cycle. You can create a new way of life and love and start with you in your spouse. If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.